appeal to you. Let the breeze of your presence blow. That your people here might truly know how to move in the Spirit's flow. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Praise God. Amen. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. Come with me. Let's read from the scriptures. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 8 first. This is very important teaching. Very, very important teaching for our lives. Believe me how important this teaching is it's so important it's so important so everyone listen okay now listen remember what we said i've been saying it it's a theme recently that everything in the scripture is free it's all paid for jesus paid the price but we have to still make a payment what payment do we have to make we have to pay attention now, you see, there's good listeners and there's bad listeners. Please be a good listener and really extract from this what's, what's been said because this will really make a big difference. So it says this in Romans 8, and I'll read from verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So if you're a believer, you have the Spirit of Christ dwelling in you. Amen? Amen. You see, friends, when we read these words, it's so easy to read the Word of God and like, oh, I know what this verse is, and I read it, and I read it, and I read No! We must put a demand on this. As we read these words, we must say, well, what does this mean then for my life? What, what implication is there in what I'm reading for my life? It's not a casual book. It's not casual. It's not just any book. It's not just any old book. It's God's Word. It's shaped Western civilization. It transformed communities. And because it's been neglected, our society is crumbling. It's the truth. People are living now in ways that have, that are the product of ignoring Bible truth. So for us, we stick close to Bible truth. In fact, the Bible puts it a better way. 
And let me stick with how the Bible puts it. Let his word dwell in us. His word dwells in us. Amen. So it says this. Look, let me read on from verse 10 of Romans 8. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. In other words, the body that you have, the flesh that you have, it's like it's as if it's dead because the spirit of Christ is in you. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is in you. And that's now how you live, because of his righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. Now that word life to your mortal bodies, I'm telling you, if you have faith, listen, Faith is an important commodity in the church. You know that, don't you? Of course we do. Well, if you have faith, put faith in that one verse right there. And that will quicken your body to life. Say, hold on a sec. My Bible says that he, look what it says. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, I mean, he was dead. He's made him alive. If that same spirit is alive in you, then why wouldn't he quicken your body to life? To abound in life, to strength. Is there a sickness that you need to be dealt with? Well, put a demand on this scripture. You see, it doesn't work unless you put a demand on it. He has called us to put a demand on it. Either the scripture is right or it's wrong. Put a demand on the scripture. I found that out. Oh, I studied the scripture. I was a cynic. I lived with cynicism. I had my theology degree. My, you know, I was, a, I was cynical. Until I realized I wasn't so clever as I thought I was. I thought I was really clever, you know, very clever man. Yeah living depressed and defeated. And I thought, how can I, if I'm so clever, how come I'm living depressed and defeated? Maybe I'm not as clever as I think I am. Maybe I know to humble myself to what the word of God says and let the power of this gospel infuse my life. And that's what happened. That's my personal testimony. My precious brothers and sisters, I know that God wants us this morning to really take from this. And in being enriched by what, what he's saying here. Let me read on here quickly. It says this. Verse 12. Therefore, it says, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I'm going to demonstrate this to us right now. I'm going to demonstrate 
what this means. And watch this. This is the highlight of this verse as far as I'm preaching on it. Uh, these verses. is This last one, verse 14, it says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen? So my question is now, are you led by the Spirit of God? Okay? Amen? Now watch this. People, this is the problem that sometimes people have. They say, well, they can picture. You see, people picture. They can picture easily the Father. So they picture the Father. He may have white hair, maybe a long beard or whatever, you know. But they picture the Father. So they can picture the Father. And they can also picture Jesus. You know, and depends on where you go in the world, Jesus looks different. You know, but they can picture Jesus. He's, they picture the person of Jesus. People picture Jesus and they don't have a problem. But when you ask them then, picture the Holy Spirit. Oh. That's when things get a little more difficult. Let me ask you. When you, when I say picture the Holy Spirit, anything come to mind? Don't be shy. Shout it out. Anything come to mind when you picture the Holy Spirit? You picture yourself. Okay, okay. And someone else said, "Dove, yeah, dove, yes." What? Like a spirit? What does that mean? Like hovering around, like the the Holy Spirit. Ooh, where does he live? Where does the Holy Spirit live? What does he look like? Is he is he living under the church? Maybe he's in the graveyard. <laughs> you know, people aren't sure about the Holy Spirit, and they don't quite understand. I want to share about the Holy Spirit this morning because I want to say this. Jesus left. He said, if I go to the Father, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He said, I leave with you the Holy Spirit. So now we honor Jesus, don't we? We sang this morning about Jesus. Didn't we sing about, I speak Jesus. We look at the cross there, we picture Jesus. We honor Jesus. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. We must honor the Holy Spirit in the way that we honor Jesus. Jesus is no longer on earth. The Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is. And yet people honor Jesus whose job is now finished. He's sitting at the right-hand side of the Father. His work is done. But the Holy Spirit's work is now ongoing with us on earth. And what I find is that we switch off to the work of the Holy Spirit. We switch off to Him. People switch off to Him. But He is the one that we need to listen to. He's the one, the Holy Spirit, that we must be attentive to now. That's why Jesus sent Him to empower us.
So well, what, what, what was, let's, let's, I want to give us a picture of this. So I, I want this to be really in our minds so that when we leave today, we have a different thought about this life uh, with the Holy Spirit. You see, he's the third person of the Holy Trinity, obviously. And most religions, you know, most religions are looking for God or they're looking to please God. With us, it's different. With us, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. God is in us. And so we're not looking for God who's far off. We're not searching for God somewhere, you know, and hoping that we may find him. No, he's residing in us. The difference is enormous. It's as, the difference is as big as it could be between us and dead religion, whatever that religion might be. We have the life of the Spirit. I want to give us a picture of what this life is like. So, for example, let's see a good volunteer here. Samuel Evans, please. If you stand here, okay. Now then, Samuel Evans, the Holy Spirit is speaking to him, okay? Let's pretend. In fact, let's do it like this. Let's pretend. It's, I know you're a Christian. I know that you're a believer, but, and I know that you're baptized, but let's pretend it was in the days before it happened, okay? Just for this. So what happens is he's come to church, let's say. He could be an adult, however... But he's, this person has come. A person has come to church. And the Holy Spirit now is confirming the words of the preacher to him. Saying, he's saying, what he's saying is right. What he's saying is right. Listen to him. Listen. Listen to these words. These words are true. But there's another voice. And the other voice is, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Don't listen to him. Horrible, horrible Welsh man. Nasty man. Look at his, look at the way, look at his jacket. Listen to his, listen to his accent. Don't listen to him, don't listen. And the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, listen, listen. Now he gets to decide who he listens to. He gets to decide if this day he is going to yield to the will of God. Now, he makes the choice then, but the Holy Spirit helps him because it's impossible for anyone to come to God unless the Father draws him. So what happens in a strange way is when the uh, preacher says, stand if you want to accept Jesus, this person stands up. He stands up and he didn't even know he would be standing. He said, well, how come I'm standing? I didn't realize I was going to stand. I, I don't want to stand. I, I don't want to be. Has that ever happened to you? You know, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then the person says, okay, now the filling of the Holy Spirit. Now what happens is when this man, this boy accepts Jesus, instead of the Holy Spirit being outside of him, Watch this. The Holy Spirit goes into him. 
goes into him completely now in him so that his arms are the arms of the Holy Spirit so that his legs are the legs of the Holy Spirit so that his mouth can be the mouth of the Holy Spirit so that his brain can be the brain of the Holy Spirit so that when Jesus says let this mind be in you his mind can be that of the Holy Spirit hallelujah that's how this works that's how this works thank you good boy and so this so this wonderful thing happens and it's happened to most of us here where we are now agents of God so the Holy Spirit is in us well listen to this it's a sin against the Holy Spirit if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit and the Bible warns grieved not the Holy Spirit of God don't grieve the Holy Spirit but guess what just imagine if you're a married couple. Just imagine me and Micah to keep the illustrations in the family. And just imagine Micah's talking to me in the morning and I'm just ignoring her. And she talks to me in the, in the afternoon and I ignore her. And then by dinner time in the evening, I'm still ignoring her. I just say, oh, she go yap, 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 yap. <laughs> That wouldn't be nice. That wouldn't be right. I enjoy listening to her. Because whatever she says, it's a blessing for me. It's a blessing for the family. She's always got something lovely to say. Always a blessing to me. Always doing wonderful things and helping. Why wouldn't I listen? Well, it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. He's always saying nice things to us. He's always whispering good things to us. But if you aren't listening and yielded, what happens? You get used to not listening and used to not being yielded. And you get used to living like that. I'm telling you, after a while, you get used to it. There's some married couples, they don't thank each other. They're not gracious to each other. They're not loving to one another because they just got used to it. Never have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Never have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must be worshipped. He, he leads us to worship God. He leads us to worship. He must be reverenced in that way. Reverenced as the, as the person that he is. He's a person. People, you know, I heard some, someone describe, well, what's the Holy Spirit? He said, well, the Holy Spirit is like a, um, a, like a ball. In, in, it's like a ball inside. He's not a ball. A ball inside me. <laughs> sort of residing in the tummy area. No. No, the Holy Spirit is the third person of, and Holy Spirit isn't, People sometimes refer to the Holy Spirit as, oh yeah, it, it, it. It's not it. He, the Holy Spirit, the person of God, the Holy Spirit, resides in me. And He is working in me. His will to perform. And He is working in you, His will to perform. Amen? 
Watch this. Ephesians 3.16. I like what it says. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened by might. With might. By his spirit in the inner man. Listen. What happens is if we aren't yielded to the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, to our inner person, we become weaklings. We become weak, fleshy, upset, feeble, feeble-minded, upset, weak. Hands up if that's for you. <laughs> Who wants to be weak, feeble-minded, and upset? Hey! <laughs> There's no one here like that. No one wants that. Well, how can we assure that that doesn't happen? We yield to the strengthening of the Holy Spirit in the inner man. How do you do that? First of all, be sensitive and listen. What's he saying? I'm going to tell you something about how this works in a practical way. He calls you. You wake up in the morning. It's whatever time you wake up, and there's a little voice. Come here, Samuel. Stand here. And there's a little voice saying to you, watch now. Pray, pray, pray. Another voice. This time the voice, because you're a believer, it's on the inside of you, though. Not on the outside. It's on the inside. But the voice is saying, pray, 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 worship me. Get the Bible out. Read the Bible. There's another voice saying, don't bother with that. Don't bother. Doesn't he know that you're tired? Doesn't he know it's early? Wait till after. Later on, perhaps. Later on in the day, maybe. Yeah, later on in the day. Don't bother now. Relax. Take it easy. Go on, have some breakfast. Go on. That's, that's how this works. That's, that's how this works, everyone. That's how this works. So thank you, lovely. So when it's the yielding, it's the yielding to God. And it happens, it happens little by little by little by little by little. Okay, which side of the church am I on? I'm on this side of the church, okay? Yeah? I'm on this side. Are you all sure? You're sure I'm not on that side? You're sure, aren't you? Who said no? Of course I'm on this side. I can tell I'm on this side. I'm this side of the church. <laughs> but well done for thinking in a different way. Because <laughs> they try to second guess me. But no, I'm on this side of the church. And then little by little by little by little, just by little. Hey, I'm not moving. I'm not moving much. I'm just moving a little. It's just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's just a little. It's just every morning. It's just in the evening. It's just the afternoon. It's just the morning, evening, the afternoon. Little, little by little, little by little. Guess what? I'm in a completely different place now. Because I made a journey of little steps. Little by little by little. Remember in the Old Testament, the little foxes that eat the vine? 
little by little by little, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, little by little, takes us on a journey. As we walk with him, as he teaches us, as we yield to him and he teaches us, he takes us on a journey of faith where we end up in a place that we never thought we could even get to. Hallelujah. Amen. So why is the Holy Spirit inside of us? Well, he strengthens us. I've just said it, haven't I? Ephesians 3.16. We know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to talk about everything. I just wanted to talk about this this morning, though. I wanted to share this. But here's another thing that he, that why he dwells inside us, you know. He dwells inside us from, it says in Romans 8, 2. In Romans 8, 2, it says this, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. He's liberated us from the power of sin. Sin doesn't have that power over us anymore. Oh, it tries to come in. It tries to, it tries to get us. It whispers. It may whisper. It may whisper. It may keep on whispering. But you know, if you yield, if you yield to the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, if you yield to that power, victory is yours. And it's a change of life. We're not subject to that power of sin any longer. So great was this resurrection power. And so powerful is the Holy Spirit who now resides in us. You're changed from the way you were before you were a believer, I'm sure. You don't do the same things, do you? His power. And then, you know, to produce fruit is another reason why the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22, it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit. Everyone say fruit of the Spirit. Now, some people try to stick the fruit on themselves and say, I will be, and they, they look at what the fruit is and they try and add it to their lives. That's not how it works. By the fruit of the Spirit is love, love. Joy, joy, joy. If you don't have joy in your life as a Christian, there's something wrong. There's something very wrong. Because joy comes from a yielded Christian life. It's the overflow of living with the Holy Spirit. Joy. Joy. Who likes singing that at Christmas? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. I like these, you know, these. It's just, 
there's something with the Holy Spirit inside. Even if you haven't got a, a, a particularly gifted voice, it's still a lovely thing to sing and, and, and to make melody, you know, making melody. And then peace. We heard it earlier with Stuart, didn't we? Peace. The shalom of God. I like that word shalom. Shalom. It stands for, as I said in the midweek study, it stand, it's such a broad word, you know, and, and it means all sorts of things. Peace, uh, prosperity, all that's needed for a given situation. The shalom of God to meet the needs of the situation. That's what Jesus bequeathed to us. That's a nice word, bequeathed. Everyone say bequeathed. bequeathed. Everyone say he bequeathed it to me. <laughs> hey! Everyone say it again. He bequeathed it to me. <laughs> oh, yes. He bequeathed it to me. He bequeathed it to me. Peace. All of these things. Long-suffering. Well, if you're in the church, you'll have an opportunity to find that out. <laughs> because plenty of people will come along to help you in that area. Glory to God. <laughs> we thank the Lord for them, every blessed one. Kindness, just being good old-fashioned kindness, just being kind. Just a small thing. I don't want to embarrass Charles, our neighbor. He's a shy man, but I may embarrass him a little if I use him in an illustration. An act of kindness. Towards the end of last year, he came just down our drive. We'd been having a chat about something, and you brought the newspaper for me, the Financial Times. And there was an article in there, a few things you wanted me to ha have a look at. And I thought, that's kind. It's just kindness. Little things, just being kind to one another, you know. And um, that's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And it's so needed today. You know, in, we live in a world where people are under such strain a lot of the time. And they're really at a boiling point, you know, a lot of people. And it's for us who have the Holy Spirit residing inside. We have the extra resource that they don't have. They don't have that, bless them. So we have to really, yeah. And, and we're the ones who he's called and expected to really reach people in a way that others can't. We've got the resources that they don't have, bless them. Let's be kind. And let's just be kind as knowing that that's one of the fruits. But notice it's one of the fruits. 
So a fruit is something that grows automatically out of a life that's yielded to the Holy Spirit. These things automatically happen. You don't have to try. You don't wake up and say, oh, I'm going to be kind. I better be kind today. No, I'm going to be kind. (laughs) No, 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 no. Kindness comes from a life that's just yield to the Holy Spirit. It all happens automatically then. (laughs) Goodness and faithfulness. Galatians 5.22. But here's another reason for the Holy Spirit residing in us. Philippians 3.3, it says this, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. How do you worship God in the Spirit? How do you worship God in the Spirit? Hey, didn't this Bible just say, let me just read it again. For we are the circumcision. You see, in the Old Testament, the Jewish nation, it was circumcision. The circumcision which was a covenant. So now in the New Testament, we are under a new covenant. And this new covenant has things associated with it that are different to the old covenant. And it says here, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit who worship Him in the Spirit. How do you worship Him in the Spirit? Well, you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. So the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you do it. You may not understand it. When you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, you'll speak words that you don't even know what you're saying. I once had people in a line in the church. In In the old building, we had a Sunday evening service I was sitting down watching TV. It wasn't so spiritual. As I'm watching TV, God said, wear the cross and your collar tonight. I didn't ever use, used to wear a cross and the collar in the evening service in the old building. Never did it. I'm watching TV. I thought, why should I do that? Wear a cross and the collar. Okay. But I knew it was the Lord. Why? I heard his voice. Attentive to to the voice of the Lord. Let me say this. Some people listening now, you've, you've grown used to switching off the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Listen to me. You've grown used to switching the voice of the Holy Spirit off. And he's saying to you this morning, I want you to change Let this morning be a morning of change. I want you to go used now to to listening in to the voice of the Holy Spirit and then being obedient to the Holy Spirit's voice. It's okay if I'm honest this morning, isn't it, everyone? You want me to be honest? I'm just speaking 
I'm speaking honestly, okay? So that's what he's saying to me right now. Grown used, you've grown used to switching off and being insensitive to the Holy Spirit. And it's not a good place to be. You have to now change this morning before we close the service. We'll have an opportunity to make that in the heavenlies. We'll make that change. Amen. So I went to the church on that particular day with my collar and with the cross on. And I came out about 10 minutes before the service was due to start. And there was about half a dozen visitors, which was a lot for the service in the old church in the evening service. So there was half a dozen visitors. So I thought, that's interesting. And the Lord told me what to do. He said, now tell them why you're wearing a cross and a collar and explain you're not religious. Okay. So I said, well, hello, everyone. Now, I, I want you to know, before the service starts, everyone, I want you to know that um, I'm wearing a collar and I'm wearing a cross, not because I'm uh, religious, but because I'm representing. God called me to represent, not to be religious. And in the language of our culture, this, to a large degree, represents. Now, I want to explain it to you. And I explained the cross is here, and the cross is the closest thing to my heart. You see, it's here. But it goes before me everywhere I go. It's a cross, and it goes before me. It's a pectoral cross. That's what this means. And I explained it. To, I went into the details of, you know, the whole thing. And then I said, so as I explained the cross, I explained the salvation message. And I said, now, is there anyone who wants to come to the Lord? And they all put their hands up. So I said, well, brilliant. I said, well, come down the front and everyone, come down. And they took a seat. So we had seats. One lady was on crutches. She came to the front on crutches. And I said, now, sit, sit. Okay, just, just sit down here. Now, I said, the good thing is, I said, that, the, that this Jesus, who uh, is a savior to you now, that you've accepted him and you've heard the gospel and the cross and the resurrection. You've heard about that. He's also a healer. And the lady said, ooh. I said, would you like him to heal you? She said, oh, yes, please. I said, oh, well, there, there we are. Then I said, well, let's, uh, we'll get on and do that. I'll minister healing in Jesus' name. And so I... <laughs> I laid hands on her and ministered healing in Jesus' name. And she was running up and down the church. Was there anyone here who was there that evening? Phil and Chris remember. Louise remembers. And Liz remembers. And she was running up and down that, the, the, the thing. Well, that was, it was amazing. She came to the front then, before the, the Lord said, right, now line them all up in the front. And then he said, take your handkerchief out, place your handkerchief on her head. Now, I don't know the exact reason for everything. I'm not thinking it out. Listen, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit tells you what to do. You don't know why you're doing it. You don't know why you're doing some things at times when you're listening to the Holy Spirit. He says, go here, go there, don't do that, do this. 
Are you with me, anyone? So he said, put the handkerchief on her head. I put the handkerchief on her head, and I ministered in um, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit for these people who were lined up. It was a very interesting service. Well, actually, I, I, after I did that, I sent them all to their seats. And I said, well, I said, now it's time for us to uh, open the meeting. <laughs> uh, we, we had, it was a very Now, at the end of the service that day, we had a photograph taken. A photo was taken with a lady with the crutches over her head and the new believers and the rest of us. There were people in it, and we were waving up like this. And I posted it on Facebook. By the very next morning, I was having the most horrible emails from an editor of a newspaper accusing me of having put cocaine in the handkerchief and mesmerized them somehow by having cocaine in the hanky. Can you imagine? The enemy will come with audacious accusations against the people of God. Audacious accusations. When you follow the Holy Spirit, look what happened to Jesus. He said, if this is how they persecuted me, look how they're going to persecute you. Don't, don't be surprised. Okay. But our focus is on now the presence of God in us. The person of the Holy Spirit in us. And we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he tells us to do. Amen. He tells us to go. Now, who wants to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Me for one. Very often, you know, at the beginning of a new year, God sets the, he sets things up. In our fellowship, particularly, this has happened. At the beginning of a new year, God speaks to us and he sets things up for the year ahead. It's very powerful what he does. Very powerful. And so I find it interesting that he's taken us down this road. And... Gives life to your mortal flesh, Romans 8.12 says. But I'll tell you this, you'll be a... He says in Romans 8.12, let me read it again. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. He'll give life to your body. Is there something in your body that you're not sure of? Is there a weakness? He'll give life to you. But you need to yield to that. Be humble and yield to that. He'll quicken that life to you. Yield. Yielding to him. And you'll be a weakling if you ignore the Holy Spirit in the inner man. You live weak and feeble. You'll be tossed around by every little thing that happens. Oh, oh, you can't believe what's happening to me. Oh, 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 my life, my life. You don't know how bad it is. Oh, that's not the life for us. He's not called us to be weaklings. He's called us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
doesn't matter what the enemy throws at us. He's called us to be strong, alive, vigorous. We, yes, hallelujah. Give him a clap. And this is how we do it. There was another song that says that, but I don't think it was a Christian one, was it? This is how we do it. You have to watch those songs. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't want those songs. I don't know what the words of those songs are, but sometimes you have to watch those songs because they're everywhere on all the media. It's a catchy thing, isn't it? We can turn it in for the Christian, Christian values. This is how we do it. Well, what's the next line? Okay. This is how we do it. Holy Spirit does it. This is how we do it. Yes, I really like it. Holy Spirit does it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We could do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's called us not to be a weakling but to be a champion victorious and strong the Holy Spirit walk is very important and I just want everyone here this morning to have an opportunity before this service ends to yield okay in this way are you with me everyone listen what month is it is that the first month of the year this is how we do it, okay? It's the first month of the year. God sets the tone very often at the first month. It's the month of beginnings. In the beginnings, very often this has happened. I don't make a doctrine out of it. I've just noticed it through the years. That in January, he speaks to us. I remember in the COVID year, when COVID came, he spoke to me in January. And you'll remember if, if you were there. I said, everything in our church will change the meetings in our church will change on, I think it was March the 26th or something. God told me that in January. We didn't even hear of COVID at that point. By the time March came, sure enough, that Sunday that I said everything was going to change, it was the first Sunday in British history that churches weren't allowed to open. This is how we do it. <laughs> we listen to the Holy Spirit. That's how we do it. This is how we do it. We listen to Holy Spirit. And this is very important, okay? I want us to hear this. Because in Romans 8, 1, we've been looking at Romans. We started in Romans we looked at what Romans was teaching on these areas and the reason for the Holy Spirit inside of us. But in Romans 8.1, it says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. It says, Who do not walk according to the flesh. So they're not walking according to the flesh. The ones who have no condemnation don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. According to the Spirit, they walk. Listen, when the Holy Spirit comes uh, and whispers his voice, when I say he comes, when he comes uh, in a voice in your inner being, he resides in you, 
And when he directs you, he tells you to do something. When he speaks in that way and he, he's speaking to you, you can grow more attentive to his voice. You can grow to ignore his voice and just have a normal, you know, just, just you know. But you can grow attentive to the Holy Spirit. And when you grow attentive to the Holy Spirit, his voice, what happens is in the impossible is now, you're now in the realm of the impossible. Up until that, you're just in a normal realm. But then you enter into the impossible. Let me explain something. Listen, please, everyone. He put his, he put thoughts in you, which are dreams. Some of your dreams, you think they're from you. They're not from you. They're from God. They're not your dreams. They're God's dreams. He put them in you. Not just to bless you. You think, oh, that's too big. It's too big for me. You know when it's from God, it's too big. Because you couldn't think of it. In the, it, most of the time, anyway. He puts those dreams in us because he wants us to be the ones who fulfill his call, who fulfill his destiny, who fulfill all that he's called us to do, to be all that he's called us to be. He's called us for those wonderful things. He's not called us to the ordinary. He's called us to the extraordinary things of God. He's caused us to be supernatural people. He's called us into the realms of the supernatural to experience things that are beyond what we could think or imagine even. And how does it happen? I'm going to show you how it happens. I want everyone to listen. Please listen. Please listen. Watch. This is how it happens. Okay. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Go this way. Go to the left. Go to the right. This is how, this is how you do it. It just go. It's just, it's just a little journey. You see, it's one step at a time. You think it's insignificant. It's not insignificant. Wake up, read your Bible. Wake up, say a prayer. Wake up, read the Bible. Wake up, say a prayer. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Don't be a sleeper. Don't be a sleeper. Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is how we do it. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Come on, come on, you can do it. Come on. And you look back, you say, whoa, hey, what's going on you? Hey, what's going on? I'm, uh, <laughs> something's happening. Yeah. It's the journey that happens to people who are yielded to the Holy Spirit's voice within them. Amen. The impossible realms. Now, who has dreams here which you're too embarrassed to tell anyone about? If there's anyone, please put your hand up. Okay. 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 Brilliant. Very important. Three hands. Those three hands that went up, very important. 
very important. God has been speaking to you. Okay? And inch by inch, yieldedness by yieldedness, listening by listening, he wants to manifest those dreams in you. And don't take counsel from a human being. In fact, you don't need to tell anyone. You don't need to talk to anyone. But I'm going to tell you what to do. You just go to God in prayer. And you say, Lord, I know that that's from you. I remember that morning service. And I remember the quickening of the Holy Spirit inside of me. That you told me, yes, that's, that's from you. That's from you. And you don't need to tell anyone. And that's all you need to do is you go to God in prayer and you thank him for it. And you say, thank you, Father. Show me, Father, what to do next. What comes next, Father? Show me, Father. And you get used to hearing from him directions to the left, to the right, straight on. And I'm telling you this. You have been called to fulfill those dreams, no matter how big. And in the church, what's happened is, there's been a neglecting of the Holy Spirit. Instead, the church has had dead religion. The fearful thing, the terrible thing of dead religion. Whatever that religion may be. Dutiful religion. And he's not called us for dutiful religion. He's called us for a living relationship. It's why I enjoy the confusion on people's face when I tell them, especially when I wear a collar, I'm not religious. And I see the confusion on their face. And it gives me an opportunity to explain this living faith life. It's been an interesting journey. But there's power, untapped power for healing. Untapped power for healing. Physical healing. Really, it's from God. Really. Really. And he wants us to have that. He doesn't want us to have dead religion. Hail Mary, thou art man. doesn't want. Listen, God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless everyone. God will use everything, all situations. I'm not. But I'm t just telling you the life of the Holy Spirit. Is so much more. And that's what I find in the New Testament. This is what we have in this New Testament. I'm preaching today from the New Testament. This morning, it comes from the New Testament. The verses I've read, they're from the New Testament, aren't they, everyone? I'm not preaching, you know, this isn't my, this isn't my gospel. This is his gospel. This is his good news. This is his word that we're looking at this morning. Praise God for it. Precious brothers and sisters, I have much more to say on this subject. I think we'll have to roll over into other weeks. Mark, I would like you to put up on the thing that holy, holy, holy. But I want us to stand first. And I want to pray a prayer. And I'm thinking of three people who put their hands up, first of all. And I want those three people, especially uh, now, I'm going to just pray these words out. 
And this is for those three people who were led of God to put their hands up right now. I want to honor that by this. And everyone else joining us, closed eyes. Because I'll tell you what, when that happens for them, it'll be a blessing for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those three who put their hands up in response. And I thank you, Father, that you've birthed this dream in them. And I thank you for the quickening and the empowering of the Holy Spirit to stimulate them to be ever so sensitive to your voice. 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 In the name of Jesus. Ever so sensitive to your voice. Thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in their lives. Thank you for that dream. That dream. Thank you, Father, ever so sensitive to your voice. Ever so sensitive to your Thank you, Father God. Thank you for those three testimonies that will come as a result of this sacred time right now. Thank you, Father, for those testimonies in the future. We look forward to hearing them in Jesus' glorious, glorious, glorious name. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Father God, for each one here, because I know that there are, for each one that's in this place, you have put dreams. And each one who is a believer in here has the opportunity of tuning in and hearing, yielding. In fact, it's a yielding. That's what it is. It's yielding to the voice that's inside. You don't have to do anything. Remember the words of Jesus. He says, let this mind be in you. My sheep hear my voice. He said, let. You don't need to do anything. Just let yourself hear. He's doing the speaking. You just have to listen. Father in, in heaven, I thank you for what's happening in everyone in this place. Every believer here, if there's healing that's needed, Father, I thank you for that healing. I thank you, Father, for that healing. If you need healing in your body right now, if you need healing in your body right now, place your hand where you need the healing. Place your hand where you need the healing right now. Place your hand there right now. In Jesus' glorious name. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. We give you praise and we honor you now, Lord. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Healing flows in this glorious way. We're touching now the place.
let's heal your way unreservedly have your way holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit we yield to you father i thank you lord i thank you for this beautiful beautiful truth the healing of jesus now in jesus's name those body parts that were touched be healed by the name of jesus of nazareth father we thank you i want everyone here who's a believer to thank god now thank him for the third person of the holy spirit thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit worship him in the spirit Piendoro vassele fiero, intoro vassele fientoro mare, fendoro cosele fiero, impara vassele fiento, care, care, mantore viere, mantore viere, sondere viesolo mare, envolo cosolo fiero, sondere viesele mare, envolo core, envolo core. We praise you, we honor you, we thank you, we magnify your holy name. You're so worthy. You're so worthy and so wonderful, Lord. We worship you. I thank you for the dreams that you've put in us. And I thank you, Father God, for the yielding to the Holy Spirit this morning. I thank you to the yielding, for the yielding to the Holy Spirit. And now everyone in this place, if you're a believer and you want to walk yielded to the Holy Spirit, I want us to say this confession out loud, all of us together. Heavenly Father, I thank you. For the work of the Holy Spirit. For the person of the Holy Spirit. Who resides in me. And teaches me. And quickens me. And empowers me. And prospers me. To be all that I can be. And to do all that you've called me to do. And so now, I confess, I want to hear very clearly from the Holy Spirit. I want to grow sensitive to His voice. I want Him to direct my life. I yield to the Holy Spirit as my director as I journey on planet Earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Worship singing holy.